0: And you can find that link in the show notes. Hey, hey, this is Allison Scammell, and we have an amazing episode for you today. If you're a soul-guided entrepreneur, I have a hunch that the thought of writing a book has crossed your mind at least once, and probably many times. Today, I chat with author and book midwife, Nikki Shields, about how writing your heartfelt book will spread your vision and wisdom to a wider audience. We talk about the biggest blocks to getting started that Nikki hears, why writing a book is a great idea for women entrepreneurs, and a daily practice to help you build momentum. We end on a challenge that will get you tapped into a powerful creative process. So stick with us until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Well, hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO and you're getting fully booked with ideal clients by using your unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. In today's episode, we explore how to write a book that calls in your ideal audience. My guest is Nikki Starkat Shields. Nikki is an author, book midwife, Priestess and leader of transformational writing retreats. Nikki teaches people to be thriving artists, writing their heartfelt books while also nurturing themselves and their creative lives. She lives in Maine and adores spending time by the ocean. Please enjoy. Welcome Nikki. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, this episode is going to be so much fun. So I want to start with, Nikki, the most common thing you hear. I'm really interested to know this. From people, clients, people in your audience who want to write a book but just aren't getting started, what's their number one reason as to why? The number one reason that they usually give is that they've had a book idea and they
1: want to write a book but they don't have time. However, once we dig into that a little bit, often buried underneath the surface of that answer is actually just either either one of two things. Either just they don't really know how to get started and or there's some self-doubt, right? A lot of times when we have an idea for a book, it's to share something that we are passionate about, that we know a lot about, and yet... There are other books on the topic. So people are like, well, maybe so-and-so wrote this better. Maybe I don't need to do this. Is this really going to work? And I like to reassure people that the book has, may have been written on a similar or even the same topic, but it hasn't been written by you and your unique wisdom, that the way that you share this work in the world.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. Those are two juicy reasons. <laughs> <So> <laughs> what do you tell people when they say, I just don't have time, Nikki? I don't have time, but I want to do this, but I, I don't have time. I'd love to give the example of one of my clients
1: because she is a woman, a mompreneur. She has four, now five. She just had another baby. She had four girls at the time when she wrote her book. She started in 2018 and Homeschooled them, So she is a very busy person, as you might imagine. Yeah. However, she wrote her book in under a year by getting up before the girls in the morning and writing for like 20, 25 minutes at a time. Mm. So, and not every day, even just like three or four days a week, she did this. And if she can do it, <laughs> then I know you can do it. So I really like to give that because it, it seems reassuring to people. A lot of times people think writing a book means hours and hours and days and days every week. And none of us have that. I mean, we have full lives, we're already doing things, but it doesn't have to be that. It can easily be fit into your existing schedule.
0: Yeah, I love it. And if I can just share here quickly, Nikki, yeah. I, my journey to leaving my old career, my shadow career, mm-hmm. and arriving to where I am today where I feel like I'm totally in alignment to my soul's calling. I started with writing a book that I never published oh. and I did exactly what you said that your client did. I was single at the time. I didn't have kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I had a super, super demanding day job. Mm-hmm. So I got up every morning and wrote from five thirty to six thirty, and it was okay. incredibly productive because it was, I was so consistent. Perfect. Oh, I didn't know you'd written a book. That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And it's sitting inside of my desktop, like collecting dust. But I I knew it's not the book that I wanted to share, but it was that creative process that led me to where I am today. I love that you say process, because that's something
1: that I'm really passionate about is the creative process itself and how it can affect our
0: lives. Yeah. Awesome. So let's get into that. Can you share a little bit about your process, your creative process to birthing books? Absolutely.
1: And just as a, a little bit of backstory, I wanted to write ever since I was a little girl, but I ended up going into a completely different career um, of public radio because of a lot of cultural myths about being a writer and how you can't make a living that way, and it's not a real career choice and yada, yada, yada. But I came around full circle and actually wrote and pu- had my first book published when I was in my early 40s, and I'm 50 now. So it's been within the last decade that, I mean, I'd been writing, but as far as sharing it with the world, it took a while. So I love that. What I love to tell people is that it's, it's better to let go of the myths and enculturation and we have around writing and just creativity in general. And to just embrace, I think that we are each creative in our own way. And we bring that creation process, we bring that, that passion for creating to our lives, but then it can get shut down. So what I like to do and how, the way I kind of eased into it is to get really, really playful about it to really enjoy the creativity and to, and you won't be surprised probably to hear this because this is kind of this type of, you know, podcast is, is soulful. I mean, it's creativity is highly connected to spirituality, mm. at least in my experience. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I love that. So, so when I start with someone of starting to write their book, we start with an intention. We start with an intention. What is your intention for writing this book and what, impact do you want this book to have in the world and i encourage them to think big blue sky you know no no obstacles at this point just what would you love to have this book do out in the world and then from there we kind of ground it back in with things that'll sound a little more mundane however we still approach them with with creativity so an outline and a writing habit Yes. And yeah, so, so, but I, we do those things. It's not an outline like uh, like in high school where you had, you know, the Roman numerals and then the letter, capital letters and you have to have everything, all the ducks in a row. It's, it's not that. It's more of a, a creative and flexible outline, a plan, so that when you sit down in front of that blank page, it's not so scary.
0: Yes. And maybe you're going to get to this, Nikki, but please at some point tell us, how to get into a writing habit. And I'm sorry if you, if you were already going in that direction. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. So a writing habit is much like a daily spiritual
1: practice. It's something and it doesn't have to be daily. I say daily, you know, but it doesn't have to be literally daily, but a regular practice. And what I like to lead people through is a, a process called aligning with the triple self mm so Sounds juicy. Self, yeah, I love this. Oh, and <laughs> it, it, it really works. So the triple self is a concept that comes from the author Starhawk, who wrote The Spiral Dance, and she started the reclaiming tradition, which is an earth-based spirituality. And so she started this. She wrote The Spiral Dance, I think, back in the 70s. And so the the triple self is a little bit like the ego id and superego, but it's it's a little more... I don't know, a little more spiritual to me. So the talking self is your waking consciousness. It's what we're talking to one another with right now and the listeners are listening with right now. So that's your, your left brain, your, your, the chattery mind that you know talks to you. So that's one part. Then there's the, ch- the inner child self younger self. And I had a, a client who had a really tough childhood and didn't resonate with the sort of the joy of the of the younger self. So, she called it the younger self, like Carl Jung. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you can think of it whichever way works for you. But it's that part of us that delights in the sensu- sensual pleasures, the senses, the, the, the way things smell and the beauty of flowers and just the magic of life. And that's more of a right brain conception. And it to me that the talking self kind of lives in the head that the younger self kind of lives in the heart mm. and so and then the third that. part of the triple self is your deep self and to me that's like your intuition it lives often for people in the gut and that's your your deep knowing and your connection to all that is your cosmic connection your uh, there's a lot of different names for it the higher self you know the inner source so that part, the interesting thing about the triple self is the talking self and the deep self are not able to directly communicate with one another. The language they speak is just so different. So it's, it's hard to, for them to communicate. But they can speak through the translation of the younger self. And when all of that is aligned... If you picture it like you're sitting up straight and your chakras are aligned, your, your, your talking self in your head is collaborating with the younger self in your heart, who's then in touch with the deep self in your gut, and you're just all aligned. And the way to get there is to really appeal to that younger self. Mm-hmm. And so in the notion of developing a writing habit, I encourage people to sit down to write with a special candle, that they devote to this project, a playlist of music that lights them up. And often I suggest like instrumental music because then your thoughts are free to flow as you write, but just some beautiful music that grounds younger self and to have it be a ritual because ritual is, that's what ritual is really about. It's about appealing to that younger self and grounding us in symbols and magic and fairy tales and that sort of thing, because that will anchor us to the deepest wisdom we have access to.
0: Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. That is so lovely. And so much of what you're saying reminds me of the work I do, in that I help people discover their core gifts, which are the unique abilities you're born to share. I sometimes call them your soul superpowers. And your soul superpowers are really found in that childlike energy of play. You know, and in that, that it's found when you're delighting in the senses and in, you know, really connecting into your inner child. So I love that this is also part of your creative process when you work with writers, because it's all connected, right? It is. yeah. 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 And then to use writing as a medium to express your core gifts is really, really powerful. So let's talk about that. Why does a book or how does a book help us spread our vision as soul-guided entrepreneurs, uh, spread our vision and wisdom to a wider audience? Well,
1: in several different ways. So at the you know surface level or the talking self level, maybe, your book becomes an ambassador for you. So you can be you know, doing your best work from an aligned place and you're out there and you're talking to people. But, you know, you have to sleep and eat and have a life. <laughs> so, yeah. your, your book can be out there as an ambassador when you're doing other things. And um, also, your book gives you a certain amount of respect and credibility as an expert on what you do. Now, an expert, don't get too, you know, people listening, don't get too freaked out by expert. Am I an expert? Well, you are because you know, you're an expert to those who know less about what you're teaching, right? So you, I often, you know, encourage people to write to like themselves at a younger age. Like what would I have wanted to know that I did learn, you know, at that younger age? So that's a kind of a good way to think about it. You're an expert for those people who are at that stage. Mm -hmm. And so That's how it kind of gets the word out. And then on a deeper level, writing about what we're passionate about, I've found, helps us clarify it even more. It helps us even like go deeper. And I think it's because of that process of, you know, connecting with your deep wisdom. Sometimes when we're sharing what we know, like the ego can get in the way. I mean, the ego has a place, right? Like the talking self has a a value, but sometimes it can get in the way and when you connect and write from this place of deep connection with the deep self you you might discover things you you know didn't know about yourself or your process or just ways to express it even better
0: yeah i so agree with that and i would even say if you do that if you show up consistently in this creative process as you're saying with a regular practice mm-hmm. I think you will. I think the likelihood of you getting something clarifying for your core gifts, your soul mission, the writing you want to do in the world, the work you want to do in the world is almost guaranteed. I think that yeah. the clarity comes from this creative process. You know, I work with entrepreneurs to to get them clarity, I help them get clarity. And mm. I always say, I can only, we can only dream it so far in our minds. Eye. <laughs> right. At a certain point, it's that creative process, that inspired action, that's really going to give you that clarity. And nothing is more beautiful. I don't know, maybe because my personal experience is so profound with this, how clarifying the writing process was for me. And I did not publish anything. It was just what I received from the writing process was clarity. And so I believe in it so strongly that everything you're saying is very true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some people come to me and say, well, I'm not really a writer, but I journal. And I say, that's writing. You you don't have to publish it out there in the world. I mean, it's awesome to do that, but you don't have to for it to be valuable. You can be a journaler. And and when I was, you know, kind of doing my public radio career and not really writing for other people that much, I did still journal. And that just brought a lot of stuff that I, I, you know, wisdom that I use today. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: So you've mentioned uh, a few times that people come to you and say, ah, well, I don't know if I'm the expert. I don't know if I'm the one. I'm sure you get that kind of imposter syndrome quite often. What are some of the things you say to people when they say, well, I feel like I have imposter syndrome. I'm not a writer. I'm not an expert.
1: Yeah, they're usually, they're usually pretty confident in what they do, but it's with the writing. Like I'm not a real writer or I'm not, you know, I've never been a real writer. And so what I say is that the key thing about writing and getting better as a writer is to write. So <laughs> this is, it sounds sort of obvious, but I actually learned the value of practice from my kids when they were little. So I kind of grew up as someone for whom academic work came naturally for school, you know, schooling and that sort of thing. So that was easy and I didn't have to work too hard at it. So when something came up that I had to work at, I thought, oh, I'm just really bad at this. Mm. And people think that about their writing. Oh, I'm just not good at it. But then I saw my kids when they were little, they wanted to play soccer or just anything, but I'll I'll use soccer as as an example. They were out there. They were terrible at it. They were little kids, right? (laughs) But they were out there for hours in the yard practicing because they wanted to, because it's something they felt, you know, there was no pressure from anybody else. It was internal. Like, I want to do this trick with the soccer ball. And they do it for hours. And I just watched that and I was like, oh, okay. So anything you want to get better at, practice.
0: Yes. Yes. So I
1: encourage people to just start writing. Don't don't put your pressure on yourself. People tend to think, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to open my word processor. I'm going to write this great either like the great American novel or the you know, this awesome book for my clients and and potential clients. Don't put that pressure on yourself, especially at the beginning. Just let yourself sit down and play on the page a bit and see what emerges.
0: Yes, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. So in terms of like, let's say we have listeners who are interested in writing. Maybe they've started and they've got, you know, they've got something that could be even getting to a finalized form, mm-hmm. and they're wondering about publishing. Do you have any thoughts on self-publishing versus getting published? I know that it, that that topic really evolves kind of rapidly with each passing year. Yeah. What's the latest on that, that uh, conversation that, that you know of? I am a huge fan of self-publishing
1: especially as it is today. There's still a little stigma about it from way back in the day when it was sort of a vanity press thing where oh I can't get published so I need to do this. Nowadays it's much it's opened up, you know, so many doors for people and it, I the reason I'm really a fan of self-publishing versus getting published is because unless you're already someone really super famous like a Danielle Laporte or even like J.K. Rowling, you're going to be expected by a publisher to help promote your book and to have an audience kind of built in for your book. And this is why it's great for entrepreneurs. We already are building our audience all the time. We have a list. We have people, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's that, that's, that's a leg up. That really helps. And my first book was published by a small publisher and I was kind of expected to help promote it, which I did. And then you get a reward, you know, in reward, energy exchange, right? Money that you're getting back is very small because you're, they're paying for all of their people to, you know, do all the different things that they do, which is, it makes sense. But just, I, I decided that if I was going to be out there promoting my own book and having my own platform you know, I'd like to reap some more of those rewards and have more control over the book and how it gets presented. Now, that said, that doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself. There are a whole bunch of awesome professionals out there now who help people to get their manuscript ready. And, you, you know, I would say having a writing coach or someone like me, a book midwife is very valuable. Also an editor, someone else to get their eyes on, on the manuscript. Some people hire a, a, someone to format the book or if they're going to put it on a big platform like Amazon or Smashwords or other, you know, there are different formats you can put it in and you, you might want to have a book cover design. So there are ways to get professionals to help you with the self-publishing process, but really you have the most control and the most reward <laughs> from being self-published in my experience.
0: Yes. And I'm so glad you mentioned Book Midwife. That is like the best title ever. I saw it in your bio. Is that something you coined or is that a thing? Well,
1: I've since discovered that it it is a thing that a few people have, but it came um, from a client that I worked with when I first started helping other people write their books in 20, just a few years ago in 2017. And she and I were kind of, she said, I was helping her and she said, oh, you need to do this. You need, this needs to be your business. You really, you know, you're really talented at this. And, and we kind of kicked around what it would be called and came up with, I think their first iteration was book doula. <laughs> ah! <laughs> which is similar, but somebody else was a book doula. So book midwife yeah. <laughs> became the the term. It really is. It's like a process of giving birth, right? Because yes, you're, yes. you're, you're creating this entity that yes. represents you
0: that you then send out into the world. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And there's something to, as like, like I said, I've actually written two full books and, and I spent years on them. So really like, I feel like they were serious projects, both of them. And there's something, so I know about that. And I know about creating a podcast. I know about creating YouTube channel. And I know, I know the different mediums out there Mm -hmm. and there is something different about a book because it's such a, hmm, what, how do you describe it? It's like all your focus into one thing, like one baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's, um, it's, the podcast I would say is evolving.
1: Like, you know, as you, as you grow and learn, you know, it's evolving a book. Once you put it out there, that's kind of static. It's, that's it's true. Kind of, it becomes its yeah. own thing. And then you can write other books and, you know, do other things, but that, that book is represents a point in time and space of your wisdom at
0: that point. So. Yes. Well said. Well said. Exactly. So Nikki, what are some daily practices or tips you can offer listeners who are interested in birthing a book to get to help them get started and/or build momentum,
1: what I would love to see um, people do is to integrate. Now, I'm thinking your listeners probably have some kind of spiritual practice, but if they don't, that's that's fine. But for those who do have like a, a spiritual practice, I would love to see them integrate writing into that or with that energy or approach. So in other words, getting that triple self really aligned. I like to meditate before I start writing or, you know, you could, whatever appeals to you, do some yoga, whatever it it is that gets you really in the zone of feeling connected with something bigger than yourself and then sit down to write. And when I, when I, when people get started, I say, go ahead and do it longhand at first, you know, take pen and paper, Uh, journal and and start that way because it's a it's a way to really connect your body to the process like the process of writing longhand in a journal really it it also slows you down a little bit so you're like okay what am i what am i letting through here it's almost like channeling in a way see what Mm. comes through you when you're super aligned so just start that and don't don't put any pressure on it let it just be 10 minutes and you can ask yourself you know guiding questions like what is my wisdom what am I being called to share? Kind of questions, actually questions that you ask your clients, Allison, when you're, you know, getting into the soulful process of, you know, connecting with the soul. Do that in your
0: journal. Like, yeah, just, just write for a few minutes. Ooh, Ooh, I love that. I love that. And it is so like, you know, helping people connect to the soul of their business and, create Mm. business offerings from there, which is one of the things I do. It's like so similar to what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. I love, I love that. Yes. The other thing I want to add about that is I love mind mapping. Oh, so I'm like, you know, an, <laughs> I, I do ever I can't even, I can't even take notes anymore unless I'm mind mapping. Mind mapping. Yeah. So if, if people don't know about mind mapping, just go ahead and look it up
1: on Google. It's um, just, it's like a creative process of, it's what I have people start with when they're making an outline for their book. So just, you're just getting topics on the page out there out in, in a creative way. And then later you can kind of organize them into how you want your, your chapters and things to be, but just start with the, the messy creative process.
0: Yes. 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 Love it. So I always like to put my guests on the spot. And if you ever listen to my podcast, then you'll be ready for this. Um, we're going to test you, Nikki, to see if you've, if you've listened, if you've been a listener, I'm so kidding. I always the ask challenge. my guests, you, listen. <laughs> yeah, you really get a gold, you get the b- biggest gold star. <laughs> I invite you to leave our listeners with a challenge, my friend. Okay, so your challenge this week is
1: to find half an hour in your schedule, just half an hour, and to take the first five minutes of that half an hour to get super aligned with your triple self, Get find something, music or a scent or something that just gets you really in the zone, and then just to write for 25 minutes, free, you know, free writing, stream of consciousness, letting it be whatever it is, and then just seeing what emerges. That's your challenge. That's a beautiful starting place. That
0: is beautiful. And I'll just add, if you do that with any sort of consistency at all, like start this week. And I love that. Yes. Start, start this week. Mm -hmm. And then if you add some consistency to that and do it a few more times, I think it's going to be pretty magical what you'll see in a pretty short amount of time. Yeah. And you'll start to enjoy it. I mean, that's what I really want my clients and everyone to enjoy the process. Yes. yes Creativity yes. is
1: fun. It's so much fun.
0: <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. And when you do get in that zone and it is just kind of flowing through you, I don't know. For me, there's very few things that feel better than that.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I want to add the hat. So <laughs> I like to <laughs> tell people that your writing hat and your editing hat are different They use different parts of the brain. Yes. So don't try to edit while you're writing. (laughs) Save that cool editor
0: hat for later. Yes. And just let it flow. Let it flow. Yes. That is a really good, good tip. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much Nikki for this wisdom. What an incredible episode and I loved everything you shared. I think it's, I think this is super, super timely for soul guided entrepreneurs because I think Getting that book out there, getting that writing out there, even if you don't, like, that's not your thing. You're not a writer, but you're an entrepreneur who also has a book. I just think it's such a beautiful way, as you've said, to get a wider audience, get more people knowing about you. It's a wonderful way to promote you and the amazing work you're doing in the world. So. I think it is fabulous. And if you are listening and you are wondering about this and thinking you might need some extra support birthing your book, Nikki, the book Midwife is here. So tell our listeners how they can find you. Oh, I'd be happy to welcome you to my website, which is NikkiStarkatShields.com.
1: Nikki spelled N-I-K-K-I in this case. And so come on
0: over and join the community. Beautiful. And that link will be in the show notes. Again, Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom today on the show. I am so grateful and I consider you a friend and it's just so lovely to connect with you in this way. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be so grateful for a rating and review so more people can find us. And if you want help activating your connection to your intuitive voice and spirit guides, then head on over to my website, allicenscammel.com, and download three free guided visioning meditations to help you call in that divine guidance so that you can double your business growth and reach in six months' time.